Welcome to the New York Now podcast, a modern wholesale market for retailers and specialty buyers seeking diversity and discovery. Gathering twice a year in America's design capital, New York City, it's where buyers and designers unearth a refreshed and dedicated collection of eclectic lifestyle products. Hi, I'm Dondra Glover, podcast host and senior producer for New York Now, and welcome to another episode of Journeys and Narratives in Global Handmade. In today's conversation, it takes us inside the mission of the Jungle Vine Foundation with the Nature Bag, an artisan foundation rooted in the South Asian country of Laos. I'm excited to welcome Amy McDowell, brand mission awareness partner and director of operations. The nonprofit Jungle Vine Foundation works with the indigenous Kumar artisans in Laos to promote, market, and sell their Jungle Vine handicrafts all over the world. Their mission is to connect these remote, isolated tribal communities with the global marketplace. Their work provides sustainable job opportunities in economically deprived villages in rural Laos, preserving ancient craft and mitigating climate change through the promotion of the Jungle Vine fiber. In the 16 years since the project's inception, they have worked with an estimated 1,000 artisans in some 40 villages that have produced more than 55,000 pieces of handmade jungle vine products that are sold in 330 boutiques in 25 countries and territories around the world. The project continues to expand to additional Kumar villages where more of the world becomes aware of the products and the demand for growth. Join me in welcoming Amy to our New York Now podcast. Hi, Amy. How are you? Very good. How are you, Dondrell? Oh, I'm great. I am so excited to have you joining us today. I absolutely love the nature bag. And the more that I learn about the Jungle Vine Foundation, I just had to share the story with our listeners. So I'm excited to dive into today's conversation uh, with you. I'd love to, I'd love to kick off with your journey uh, into the nonprofit and global artisan world. Where did that start for you? I started with the Jungle Vine Foundation in April of 2016. And in 2018, I was fortunate enough to visit the visit Laos and visit some of the artisan villages. And I was so moved by this rich culture. It dates back thousands of years. The artisans are so isolated. I mean, but that's that's one of the things that stood out. Uh, you know, when I look at your story, you guys talked about, you know, being able to connect with the isolated community of artisans. So the fact that one of the things when you were there, that isolation, were you surprised to find the craft in these really small spaces? I don't, I don't know that I was su- surprised to find the craft, but I was yeah. surprised. Um, well, I was honestly surprised by how deeply isolated they are. And mm-hmm. it, one of the advantages to that isolation is that they've been able to preserve their culture so well. Yeah, that I was, I was going to say that that is definitely. Um, a window for that because in that small space in these little villages you definitely can uh, preserve culture and and with that said with that isolation did you find um, I've always found that villagers are very welcoming uh, to people to come in to learn about their culture yes yes they're they're yeah they are welcoming when I was uh, in one of the villages they 
set up a display of the different stages of bag making so I could see each piece, which I'd previously only seen in photos. Um, also, I remember one mom was, you know, we're two, we're separated by two different languages. Not yes. only, not only do we, is it English and Khmu, but we have Lao interpreters in between. Uh, so, but we were able to communicate about our children, even though we weren't speaking words at all. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. The, the, the human connection. Amy, what are some of the social and, and structural challenges in global artisan communities that inspired and propelled you to participate uh, in this work, particularly on this project? Some of the challenges we faced are not only language, different languages, but it's, it's the isolation of the villages. Many of these villages have only even had roads within the past decade. Uh, the artisans themselves, none of the Kamu villages own any kind of motor vehicles. They travel everywhere by foot. Uh, one thing that's so dynamic about a culture like that is mm -hmm. their physical isolation has protected their thousands of year old culture from from colonists and from some of the kinds of changes we see elsewhere. Of course. I mean, that, that you know, and it goes back to one of the uh, value principles of social impact uh, for the Jungle Vine Foundation is uh, cultural preservation. So it just, it totally uh, lines up with, with everything you said. Um, Amy, you're, you're the director of operations uh, for the foundation. Um, give us a glimpse into your role uh, and what that entails uh, for people who, who may not know, but how, how does your role move within the organization? I'm the stateside coordinator. So yeah. I handle everything from sales and marketing to overseeing our tiny U.S. warehouse. Uh, I, I even do quality control. I work with wholesale buyers when they want to design a custom bag. Wow. It's a full plate. Yes, it is. And I yeah. love it. It's very challenging. I, I love And tell me something, um, Amy, with you, you being the person that's stateside, how is that communication um, from the states to Laos, you know, is that a, a constant communication? Um, how do you stay connected? We, we stay connected via WhatsApp, but Yes. We also have done this thing called um, cultural exchanges. So mm -hmm. the organization has not only taken me to Laos to visit our, to meet our team there, but yeah. it's, we've brought our Lao team here. Uh, a couple of years ago, we had a team of four and, and we took them on a coast to coast tour of the United States. Wow. I drove them up over the continental divide and they got to see snow for the first time. And Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So that's helped us build a good working relationship so that we can do what we need to do to <laughs> yeah, work that, together. Now. I can only imagine uh, their response and experience. And, and, and also, as you mentioned, it, it just it deepens the connection, you know, and it lets them know where we are here. Um, with that said, I, I'd love to go and for, for audience members who may not know, I'd love to talk more about the Jungle Vine as a, a foundation. Um, I understand that the organization's history and origins date back to 1972, uh, but fast forward 2004 uh, was when the project really uh, took root and, and began. Uh, what's the mission and the purpose uh, of the foundation? Our mission is to connect these remote, isolated tribes 
with their handicraft to the global marketplace. The Kumu culture, it, it's common when young people grow up, they want to leave the remote village and go work in the cities. In the tourism industry, they work in restaurants and guest houses, and yeah. they go to college, and they will send their part of their income back to their mom and dad in the village to help raise their younger siblings. During the pandemic, the country of Laos has been devastated by the collapse of the tourism industry and everyone in the restaurant and guest house business uh, has been unemployed. And so, but yet global demand for these jungle vine bags has not faltered. So the the funds that the Kamu artisans are earning are helping sustain them. They're actually supporting their adult children right now. Wow. Through this amazing. Wow. So that so it's vital, vital in yes. keeping uh, the economy and really families uh, thriving. I know yes. that you that you guys also there's a sister foundation, the Lao Jungle Vine. Uh, what's the connection there? And are you guys working with the same group of artisans, or is that a different group uh, with that particular foundation? It's all the same artisans. Uh, what it is is the Lao government does not recognize nonprofits. So we had to form an organization in Laos, a team of people who could help keep things going on that end. So there's a partnership of six. One of them is a woman named Vandara who has a um, reputation for the last 40 or 50 years. She's traveled around Laos to try and meet artisans working on these just amazing crafts. And so she's been supporting the artisan community in Laos for a long, long time. And she was thrilled to be part of the team. Ah, amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I love the fact that there's two and that you actually are working uh, with the group of artisans between both. I think the more that you can uh, impact there, uh, the better. And it's, it's obviously it, it's it's working. You know, Amy, with, with this, uh, particularly with this series that we do in the podcast, you know, you know, journeys and narratives in global handmade. I, I always love to give uh, the listeners an insight into the actual artisans and their life uh, very often. And, you know, with this foundation, you guys are making so much social impact there. I'd love to talk about uh, the indigenous artisan communities that you're working with, uh, a little bit about their lives uh, and who they are as a people and culture. We work with the Kamu people in Laos. I was fortunate to visit Laos in 2018, and I got to see, I got to go to several artisan villages. It was really remarkable. The difference between a village that we're just beginning to work with and a village we've worked with for for a decade or more, uh, the villages where we're just beginning to work, their homes have dirt floors and thatch roofs. And the ones we've been working with for a long time, they've done home improvement projects like they've poured concrete floors for their homes. Sometimes they build a second floor. Their roofs, the step up from thatch is tin, and then the step up above that is concrete tile. So their homes are vastly improved in the villages where they've got income from this project. Uh, One thing that's really important to note is that in Kamu culture, they take care of elderly or disabled people within their communities who cannot take care of themselves. So one of the villages I was in, there was a blind man and the whole community came together and built a home for him so he had a place to live. And when it comes to planting and harvesting their crops, 
They bring in enough to look out for him and make sure he has enough to eat. So when people around the world buy these jungle vine bags, they're not only helping the artisan and her family, but they're helping her entire village. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, it really, I think it's validating over and over again why it's so important um, to be engaged in this work and for conscious retailers and buyers um, constantly getting an understanding why global handmade and handmade in general is so special. I mean, it really, uh, I call them green dollars and they go a very long way in really changing the lives of artisan communities around the world. So I applaud you uh, greatly for the work uh, that the foundation uh, is doing and making such an impact. And on the strength of that, um, you know, the brand reach is incredibly inspiring. I mean, you've sold in 330 boutiques in 25 countries and territories around the world. Um, the Nature Bag is the featured product, and I'd love to talk about it and, and why it's why it's so special. They harvest the vine from, it grows wild around their villages, so they harvest the vine and hand spin it into fiber. The villages have a single blacksmith in every village. They generally, the artists don't even have scissors. So they harvest these segments of vine and they use a kind of machete to scrape the pulp from the bass fibers. Bass fibers are these beautiful shimmery white fibers within this vine stem. And they let them dry and then they hand spin them with their hands and legs. And once they have this kind of skein ready, then they can tie it into a bag. And the, the bags are knotted at every junction. It kind of resembles a nautical fishing net. It's knotted at every junction so that if it would snag, it won't unravel. Uh, But they're remarkably strong. The artisans have used this style bag for thousands of years to bring their produce in from the fields and forests around their homes. The final piece they make is the strap. They use a backstrap loom to weave that. So it's called a backstrap loom because it goes around their back. So she's the artisan is weaving beginning at her tummy and outward to a pole in front of her to weave the strap and then the strap is attached last. Wow, it just, I, you know, I'm thinking about uh, a group of pictures that you sent me and uh, they're they're fantastic. But one picture in particular, you said, Dondrel, this is one of my favorite pictures. And it was of an artisan woman in the village and she had the bag slightly draped around her head that fell to the back. and. And with that, I'd love to ask, is that the normal like usage of that material with that bag uh, within the Kumar village? Uh, yes. When you're traveling through Laos, up in the mountains, you'll see you'll see people walking on the sides of the road. Some people are carrying a rigid basket on their head. If you see a right. person carrying a rigid basket, that's Hmong people. If you see anyone wearing a bag on the back of their head, and yeah. wearing the bag down their back, yeah. um, the strap is over their head. That is a Kamu person. Um, this is very, they're very distinctive based on what they're carrying. Yes. Um, the Kamu people have used jungle vine fiber for thousands of years. Uh, they depend on the natural world around them to provide what they need. It, this fiber is very important to their culture. They even use this fiber to tie off the umbilical cords when their babies are born. That's Amazing. And this is growing just wild and natural uh, in Laos. Amazing. Yes, it is. Yeah, this, 
what an education on that. I, I you know, I, I want for, again, for our listeners, I, I'd love to to mention that, of course, you know, the Jungle Vine is, if you haven't figured it out already, um, is a deeply conscious brand. Uh, the, the products, um, I'd love to note that the Nature Bag was previously featured in New York Now's Best Sustainable Product category. And the Nature Bag has been quoted as the Earth's most greenest bag. Tell us why, and what are some of the uh, the value principles uh, embedded uh, in the brand that really uh, speak to that? I'm thrilled to tell you about the, the, the vine itself because it's really remarkable. It's The botanical name is Puraria phaseoloides. It grows wild without any cultivation or any human input at all. It's a perennial vine, so when the artisans harvest it, they leave the crown in place and it rapidly regrows. Uh, it's environmentally, honestly, far superior to even hemp because hemp is an annual product that needs to be planted mechanically in fields and then harvested mechanically. So this just grows wild and it's, you know, we're not using any fossil fuels to harvest it. It's harvested by hand. It's also a nitrogen fixing plant. So it, because it's in the pea family, so it takes nitrogen from the air and fixes it into the soil. So it can improve the soil where it grows. You can put it on construction damaged sites and it heals the soil. So it create, can recreate healthy ecosystems for insects and birds. Amazing. So like eco-friendly, sustainable yeah. material um, and wildly and organically grown. Um, so it, that also speaks to there's a balance in the ecosystem. Uh, and it hasn't been interrupted or um, destroyed. And that that's amazing. You know, more and more of that needs to happen. It also tackles a bit in climate change and the fact that uh, this is growing so wildly and so freely and the usage. Um, it's, it's a pretty cool thing to know. I would love to talk a little bit more about buyers and retailers, you know, uh, what what's important for them to know in building a relationship uh, with the Jungle Vine uh, Foundation and you and placing orders? It's very easy to get started carrying our products. We we set a very low minimum order. It's just ten pieces, and we've found that I'm sorry, it's twelve pieces. <laughs> we have found that um, so many small retailers just dip their toe in the water. They buy the minimum. And they put the bags in their store and yes. within seven to 10 days, they are sold out and they're calling me clamoring, hurry up. I need another 30 or 40 pieces as quickly as you can get them here. And we are warehoused in Des Moines, Iowa. So it's yes. really fast to fill orders all through the United States. People can go to our website and apply for a wholesale account. I'm the one who manually goes through and it says, yes, approved. Yes, approved. And yes. Then so ordering is very easy. You're also, people are also welcome to order by phone. Some people don't like to monkey with a website. So mm -hmm. we've just re tried to remove all the barriers to make ordering very easy and very quick because I know shop owners have their hands full. Exactly. Well, I have to tell you, Amy, you most certainly have. And I love that you're taking the approach of making orders really accessible quantities. Uh, sometimes, you know, if you're trying a new product and you might say, well, you know, I just want to see how my customer responds. And you've really opened the door 
uh, with meeting buyers and retailers where they might be at the time uh, with with the capacity and then growing with them. So I, I, I again applaud you because it makes it very easy uh, for buyers and retailers to connect with the brand. I'd love to talk about you know the upcoming New York Now Winter Show, February the sixth through the ninth. And we're so excited to announce that you will be joining us uh, next month at, at Market. Uh, why is it so important uh, for Jungle Vine uh, Foundation to show at New York Now for you? The February 2020 show was our first trade show ever in the history of our organization. We participated in New York Now's Rising Artisans program because they held our hands as a new exhibitor to help us know how to do a trade show. and. It was a fabulous show. We just had we just had buyers so excited about our product. Um, and I would leave the show every day just exhilarated about all the people I met. And uh, we're really excited to be back now. <laughs> we are so excited to have you and and knowing that you started uh, in that space with us. And this is one of the things that we um, we're about working with brands, you know, whether there are legacy brands, our, our newbies, our rising artisans. And I'm so happy to hear that sentiment uh, coming from you. And now you're coming into another section. And for our special VIP buyers who are part of our VIP buyer program, uh, Amy has been so generous uh, into contributing to our VIP buyer program gifties this year. So uh, stay tuned uh, for that if you are a VIP buyer in the program. Uh, and with that, I'd love to talk about. I'd love to talk about the the assortment. What can uh, retailers and buyers expect to find uh, at the show in February? Everything began with a tote bag based on the original Kamu design that they've used for thousands of years. Uh, we've expanded the tote bag to include different colors. And uh, a new one this year is a super deep one. The Kumu design, their traditional design is kind of a shallower tote. And so they're making a really nice super deep. <laughs> uh, we've also expanded into purses and hats. We have a line of bath and body exfoliation products and uh, uh, products for cleaning and scouring in the kitchen and bath. Those, those lines kind of were spurred by Kumu Ideas because they use the product for scouring as well. I saw the collection of the, the new cleaning things on, on the website and I thought this is such a fit for the material. And as we move towards more conscious home cleaning and, and sustainable things, but using natural fibers, so expanding in that space, it, it's a winner. I have to tell you, Amy, talking with you today and you sharing <laughs> information about the organization, about the product, about the the artisans. I mean, you gave us so much education and such an insight and your your passion uh, and your understanding of the culture um, is so, so rich. Uh, I, I'm just, you know, thrilled again that we could have uh, this conversation and bring this knowing uh, to our audience at New York Now. And I can't say enough about waiting to see you in February. It's been an amazing conversation. And I thank you again uh, for joining us on this episode of Journeys and Narratives in Global Handmade. Thank you, Dondrell. And thank you so much to New York Now. I'm so grateful for everything 
that New York Now has done for our brand. I'm really looking forward to coming back in February. Oh my God. Again, we're so excited. And you know what? You know what, Amy? I forgot. Uh, in addition to the audience connecting with you at New York Now, how can they connect with you socially? They can find us on Instagram or Facebook. Our website is www.naturebag.org. Sounds good. Well, we'll see you soon. The closing of another journey in Journeys and Narratives in Global Handmade with the Jungle Vine Foundation and the Kumar Tribe. The Kumar are one of the indigenous tribes of northern Laos. Their rich culture dates back thousands of years. Some scholars believe it could be 5,000 years, which would make it amongst the most enduring cultures in the world. To connect with the Jungle Find Foundation, visit naturebag.org and follow on Instagram and Facebook at naturebag. Thank you for joining today's conversation. Thank you for listening to the New York Now podcast. Make sure to tune in weekly for engaging and insightful conversations, touching on the most relevant topics facing our community today. Visit NewYorkNow.com to learn more about our market and how you can join in on the conversation.